Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. If you feel like your life is stuck in a rut, then this is the show for you. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and in just a moment, I'm going to have a conversation with Trailer Laverne. Now, Trailer Laverne is the host of a show called Undone Redone. He's got a background in counseling. What Trailer Laverne and his wife Mel do is help marriages thrive. So if you're in a marriage that is in the rut, this is a ministry that is designed to help you strengthen your marriage, strengthen your communication, and so much more. Uh, in this episode, I had a chance to sit down with Trailer while attending the podcast movement in Orlando, Florida. We were able to get a booth reserved by Buzzsprout, they're the folks who host podcasts, so that it can be delivered to your favorite platform. So that's what we're doing. We got to try out their microphones and their system, and in the process, have a really great conversation. Brandon can't be with us on this episode because he wasn't at Podcast Movement, but that's okay because he saw the great excitement and connections I was making. He's made a commitment to attend in 2020, so cheer him on, encourage him to do that. He won't miss it again, especially when I sent him a video clip of me hanging out with his favorite podcast host, Erlon Woods, from Ear Hustle. But that's not important. What is important is that we're going to have a conversation with Trailer about what inspired him to help people through this ministry called Undone Redone. And then what does Undone Redone do for people? And how do you reach out to his ministry to seek some help? This is kind of like a preview episode because we only had 20 minutes to talk, but it just touched the surface. Now, before we dive into this conversation with Trailer, I want you to go ahead and take a moment to, if you haven't subscribed subscribe to us yet, hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast listening app is. So hit that subscribe button, never miss an episode of Beyond the Rut again. All right, now that we're ready, let's dive in. Here we go. All right, Trailer Laverne. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to be on awesome. here at the uh, at the conference. Yeah, man. we're at the Buzzsprout booth here at Podcast Movement 2019. Yeah, and, and this is a, truly a booth, not just a little little walled off thing. This is truly a booth. Yeah, great to be with you, though. Good Same to meet here. you. Yeah. Now, total side story because I got ADHD. Uh, the first four or five times I walked by this booth, yeah. I thought it was where they put everybody who was in trouble. <laughs> and then I realized they had microphones in here. I'm like, you don't give podcasters microphones when they're in trouble. You take them away. That's right. So then I I dug in deeper and I was like, all right, yeah. I'll sign up for a spot, and so I'm That's glad awesome. you were able to make some time yeah. to get in here and My uh, get get this time with me. Um, so the reason why I wanted to have you on is we met the other day mm-hmm. during the, the Christian Podcasters Meetup yep. and learned that you have a ministry at a website called Undone Redone, and as yeah. you shared that with me, I was like, oh, we definitely need to have you on the show, yeah. and then just as I was doing the research, I'm like, we got to have you on again. Like, this won't be enough. Yeah just in one sitting we'll have to have you back well, on melody so, my wife is the secret sauce of everything yeah. that we do so definitely need to have her back definitely yeah we'll we'll do a, a bromance couple thing i don't know that's right it's, yeah that's uh, right yeah uh, brandon and i brandon can't be here of course but mm-hmm. uh, we'll just pretend he's here and we'll just jab him every chance we get 
Uh, anyway, our wives kind of refer to Brandon and I as the couple. And we're like, uh. really? Like, okay, <laughs> fine. Well, Not nice. Not yeah. Nice. They're so mean sometimes. Yeah. I guess they love us. Uh, so tell us about Undone Redone. What is uh, it that you do and how do you help people get out of their ruts, basically? I mean, yeah. there's some deep ruts. Too. Yeah. So certainly the ministry that I never thought I would be a part of, <laughs> uh, what we do at Undone Redone, uh, we, we basically meet and work with people who are in crisis. And um, things have been undone. Usually when they find us, there's been some type of really cataclysmic explosion in their life. Yeah. And, um, and so we help them find a way, a way forward um, to being redone. And, and really, because so for most of us, when things blow up, we're looking for the Band-Aid and we're looking for the Novocaine. Yeah. How do I quickly get it back to, quote unquote, normal? Exactly. And in my own story, uh, which maybe we can go into just a little bit, mm-hmm. it, was, it was actually... God was trying to introduce me to a new normal. He, I didn't. I didn't need to go back to where I was. He was making room for something new. And I love. Uh, kind of, we found this quote after um, kind of our story and, and naming the, the ministry. But certainly, it sums up what we're about. Um, author Tim, Tim Keller says that Christianity doesn't give you what you want. It blows up everything you have to make yes. room for something new. <laughs> it definitely does. Yeah. And so that's, that's really what we in, introduce. So people come to us in crisis, and usually it's about sexual brokenness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a part of my story. Um, maybe a guy's about to lose his family, about to lose his job, and just a lot of big, big crisis in his life. And, um, and we just help, help him find a path forward, but it's never as he's looking for. He just wants yeah. us again to, how do I put the genie back in the box? Yeah. How do you I get back right. to what my normal was? Exactly. And it always blows my mind that... Men is men specifically yeah. never do any of the preventive maintenance to stay away from that crisis. Yeah. We we wait until things suddenly fall apart and then all of a sudden we want to work on our marriage. We want to try to regain that relationship with our kids. We want to yeah. salvage our career, whatever it That's is. Right. It seems like we almost demand crisis to challenge us yeah. uh, rather than what if we just made some incremental changes? Uh, Absolutely. And, that, and I think part of that is as men, we're not given permission to feel often, okay. uh, both inside and outside the church. You know, we kind of mm. talk about feelings, but I think sometimes we kind of have this idea that emotions, feelings are kind of the feminine thing. And yeah. if we're really a man, that we're kind of above all that. Yeah. And, and what happens and with the men that I work with, and, and certainly as a part of my own story, is we have these things almost operating in the background like a computer with with open programs in the background yeah. and it's taking up processing speed because we've got all these undealt with things and stuff and trauma big T and little t trauma in our life that's just been stuffed and not dealt with yeah. and so we're kind of lumbering through life just dragging all this stuff and so part of what our ministry does is just help people get free of all that help them understand it first I think before yeah. you can move forward you got to understand where you are and so um, you know Pornography addiction is a big thing we work with. We do that in our initiative called Route 1520. Mm-hmm. Um, it's around 1520 from Luke 15, the prodigal who, who returned home. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, but we also help elder brothers. Uh, really, uh, my story of um, reconciliation was really an elder brother and a prodigal, both coming to a deeper understanding of the Father's heart. Okay. Um, not in, in most churches, or a lot of churches, um, discipleship is turning prodigals into elder brothers you yeah. know, often, instead of really understanding the, the relentless pursuit uh, of the Father's heart, even in our brokenness. And yeah. that was certainly awakening for me. Uh, but, but this idea of going through pain, see, I spent my whole life avoiding pain. Yes. And as a believer, what I now understand, this concept of shame, which I, I was dealing with shame from an early, early age, but I didn't know what to call it. It was yeah. all this, this yucky tension, negative emotion, all this stuff that I would just stuff down. And it's kind of like my whole life became 
like um, you know the kids at the pool at the summertime they have this beach ball and they're keeping it underwater playing this game and everybody knows it's yeah. a funny game because at some point it's going to come shooting to the surface yeah you can't hold it down yeah, forever right? a lot of energy and um and so I spent so much energy keeping that underwater, and that was reputation. Mm-hmm. It was negative emotion. It was feelings that I didn't think I was supposed to have because I thought, hey, I'm a Christian. It's supposed yeah. to be happy, happy, joy, joy all the time. My role is to you know, basically minister to and be a good witness for a lost and dying world. Yeah. There's no time for these negative emotions. But the yeah. fact that I was feeling them, which were real emotions, I mean, I was human. But I interpreted that as, see, here's my proof there's something wrong with me. Yeah. And that kind of confirmed those feelings of shame that I was a mistake. There was, I was fundamentally flawed. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just continued to wear this mask. And so really my whole life, you know, was exposed to pornography at eight years old. And then I started preaching at 15. So by the time I graduated oh, wow. high school, I had preached in over um, 20, uh, 250 churches, got to Sanford, studying to be a minister, also there to play basketball. And I was, it was an opportunity to get out of the small town to finally come out from behind the mask, but I quickly got labeled as the incoming freshman who'd preached in all these churches. So I just doubled down. Well, wow. I can't let these guys know who I really am. And so all these secrets, and so the, basically the beach ball just kept getting bigger. Yeah. And more and more energy was required to keep it, to keep it yeah. underwater. And married my wife, we got married, and then um, everything blew up about 10 years into marriage, and the, that's when the beach ball came mm. shooting to the surface. And I know we don't have time to go into all of that. We'll yeah. get to that whole story. But, but it was the best worst day of my life because while it was humiliating at times, it was painful, obviously, but it was also God loving me well. And I now realize, and in hindsight, he was actually setting me free. Um, when we work with men who are struggling with some type of unwanted behavior, and, and that's really all of us because we're, we're sinners and we're desperate for a savior, right? Yeah. Um, and we even have this saying in our ministry that porn is actually a gateway to the gospel because anytime, anytime something in our life is not being fixed by willpower, it's a doorway to our deeper need for Christ. Yeah. And, and so that's our opportunity that we have with people who come to us who are looking for something deeper. Because think about it like a tree. They've got all these branches of unwanted behavior. And... Um, and they're, they're looking for a new and better saw, a different saw, a sharper saw. Yeah. And they're coming to our ministry office and say, hey, will you help me get rid of this? I've been trying to saw it off myself. It's not working. I need the professional saw. Yeah. But what we're saying is, hey, you know, probably, and, and every guy starts um, you know, shaking their head, yes, they, they agree because they've been sawing off the branch themselves, mm-hmm. but they've been in this pattern six to nine months, the branch grows back. Yeah. Because like any tree, until the roots are dealt with, the branches keep growing back. Yeah. And so what, when they come to us, um, I use the old um, Jack Miller line often for new guys who come to our ministry, cheer up, you're much worse than you think you are. <laughs> but God's grace is much more amazing than yes. you ever imagined. Love it. Love and it. so we're inviting them on this journey of truly knowing themselves. And that's how I define recovery is God lovingly introducing us to ourselves. Yeah. That he wants to take us by the hand because all that brokenness that I was covering up, what I began to understand on my own journey is that he was? God already knew about all that. He did, and he, and he yeah. loved me. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't um, shying away from that. But see, my my brand of Christianity for most of my life was, he saved me. Now I've got to be obedient to show him how appreciative I am. It's almost yeah. like justification by faith, sanctification by sweat, effort, and discipline. <laughs> yes, right. That was my practical <laughs> theology, and I think yeah. that's so pervasive often in the church, especially among men, because we're the get it done kind of guys. Yeah, that's yeah. what we prove that we're. We're a expected man. to be the strong ones. That's right, and. Strength has been portrayed to us as 
um, nothing's wrong with you. Nothing can get to you. That's right. And you know you can overcome anything. And the the reality is, no. I mean, just like you described, right. you, know, you got that beach ball that's growing and growing. And you can't keep that down forever. No. And well, it's really what we talk about is the strength to be weak. Yes. Um, and I didn't understand that um, because weakness, you know, was we had to cover that up at all costs because yeah. hey, I got to be a good witness. But then, I, as everything began to take place in my life, I went back to scripture. And it was almost like going from watching a 1962 black and white, you know, rabbit ear TV into a 72 inch high def 4K TV. Yeah. Um, because now I've got a lens with a whole new paradigm. Because. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use CapShow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. You know, now verses that Paul, you know, he boasted in weakness, you know, that his power, God's power is made perfect in weakness. Well, those, those verses made no sense to me when, um, when I thought it was all about me having it together and showing yeah. a lost and dying world how, how faithful I could be. Because that leads to hiding, right? Yes, it does. Um, and, and so just for me, an introduction to a deeper understanding of grace in the gospel is that, wow, God, you mean you love me in spite of all this brokenness? That your, your, your idea for me is, is to have deep fellowship with me and show me how desperate I am for a Savior instead of what I thought it was, is me showing God how, how efficient and independent I could be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like God's busy over in the Middle East or something and he's, he's you know, wants just a little five-minute check-in so he has more time to spend with other people. It's like, no, in God's economy, there is no limitations. There is no scarcity. Exactly. He, yes. he was drawing me to himself. And then you know, go back to these stories, story after story of desperation. And, and that's the bottom line. We don't want to be desperate. Yeah. We don't want to be needy, especially as men. And so we have a phrase in our, in our ministry, guys, we're here to connect at weakness instead of trying to impress with strength. And it's almost like in that room, you can just see this collective sigh because for that, for that hour and a half that we're together, these men don't have to have all the answers. It's not about their resume. It's not about competing for the next deal. It's not about any of that stuff that they've got to be the man mm-hmm. and all the pressures that come along with that. They can experience what they were created for, and that is deep heart, heart-to-heart community yeah. with other men. Because I believe masculinity is bestowed. And most of us, for me, my own, uh, my own journey, I didn't really know who I was as a man. And so I was running to pornography because pornography helped me feel like a man just like that. Mm-hmm. She's always smiling. She's always glad to see me. There's no risk of rejection. Yeah. I didn't have to be a man, but I got kind of the, the, the benefits, maybe you could yeah. say, of being a man. Yeah. I didn't know how to show up in reality as a man. My, my father had not helped me do that. Um, he didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. And so to give him to give him grace in that his father died when he was in college. And I think we repeat this as men. So we, we have so many men are just walking through life pretending we have it all together but deeply insecure. And yeah. so what, what our ministry is about is, especially on the men's side, is, is just I have the privilege of helping men 
begin to live deeply from the heart, begin to discover their heart, giving them permission to feel. You know, that's what I had to do on my journey. I, I used to take great pride in not feeling. It's like yeah. this even kill, water off a duck's back, you know, thinking to myself, man, that tray, nothing, nothing phases him. But if you think about this, this even kill flatline, that's pretty negative when it comes to an EKG. It, yeah. mean, it means you're dead. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> There's no life there. And exactly. so really. No passion, nothing. No. no. Yeah. And, and see, I thought my passion and my desire was what was getting me in trouble mm-hmm. with my struggle with sexual sin. If I can just get rid of this desire and passion, basically, if I can just kill my heart, then I can more readily be the, the Christian witness, the dutiful Christian that God's called me to yeah. be. But the thing about um, John Eldridge and um, Brent Curtis talk about this in their book, um, the Sacred Romance, that we were created by a wild-hearted God uh, for, this, for this incredible journey with him. And duty was not a part of that equation. Yeah, uh, it was. It was about our heart coming alive, not killing our heart, because the heart doesn't go away; it goes underground, and that's what mine did. And so, all the lines that I swore that I would never cross, I began to cross, and ultimately, you know, lost my wife, lost my four kids uh, because of that. And then we'll get into the journey of the redone yeah, in, a, so in awesome a future yeah. episode. But but that's the thing. I guess if any guys listening is just you know being alive. Back to that EKG analogy. Mm-hmm is feeling the highs and lows, feeling the full range of emotions. That's what it means to be alive. You know, there's a whole book of lamentations in scripture. Who knew, right? (laughs) I mean, we don't know how to (laughs) grieve well. We don't know how to sorrow well uh, as believers. And and just giving men permission to feel, to know who they are in the fellowship of other men, because I believe it takes a man to draw out a man. And uh, even Jesus, you know, at his baptism, he, there was a verbal affirmation mm-hmm. from his father. This is my beloved son with yeah. whom I am well pleased. Now, his yes. identity was secure in that. Before he did any ministry, that was his identity. It wasn't, okay, this is my beloved son because of all these great and wonderful things he's done. He was already his son. He was already. Yes. Our, our mission flows out of our identity. Most men, unfortunately, their identity is their mission, yeah, and that's where we get everything everything backwards. So that's that's you know a long answer to your question about oh, what no. we about lots of great things going on. Melody does a lot of great things uh, with ladies as well, especially in the areas of, of betrayal trauma. Yeah, but um, yeah, just now when we first started Beyond the Rut, uh, Brandon and I really had a heart for ministering to men in their 30s and 40s, married mm-hmm. children, great corporate job, great car, home, everything on the outside looking great and looking like the American dream. But then when you talk with them, it's just like what you described. There's that desperation yeah. that's just brewing and growing and it's ready to burst, that's whether right. it's they don't like their career, uh, they're not happy in their marriage, yep. their children, and so on. Uh, what are some practical tips for those listening to be able to identify that that is the thing that's brewing that they need to address and humbly address it. Yeah, I think the the one way I think most guys that at least I work with, they kind of already know, you know, at least um, generally where those areas are. Mm-hmm. I believe what we desperately need as men is community. Yeah, uh, we talk a lot about accountability among men. Have you ever heard about an, a women's accountability group? You know, no. <laughs> it's like <laughs> all these men gather that, and yeah, talk just to need each other. Yeah. I believe true accountability flows out of community. Mm-hmm. Where we, I think, got it backwards uh, often as men, and it's it's a good to have have accountability. I'm not saying we don't need accountability, but I believe true accountability comes from first and foremost knowing someone intimately, yeah. connecting deeply at the heart. Because now I'm not just policing your behavior, 
that's what often accountability becomes. Yeah. When there is no baseline of community, it often just morphs into um, moral behavior. Yeah, and those uh, accountability policing. groups usually fade away too because that's right. Nobody likes being called out every time they come together. That's right. So a man who knows me and is reminding me of the bigger and better story that God is calling me to, because yeah. pornography, all that stuff that we're trying to hold each other accountable, that's part of a small story. Yeah. And so I'm not trying to police your bad behavior. I'm trying to remind you who God's created you to be. Oh, you wow. know, don't forget who you are. Back to that identity piece. Mm-hmm. Because when a man, you know, here's the thing, when a man learns to live fully erect, I believe women his wife open, you know, yeah. now is that a metaphor for sex or is sex a metaphor for that? That's that, up you know, to you listening. That's right. So, <laughs> so it's, it's about, you know, learning to live fully alive, fully erect, knowing who we are, kind of a strength mm-hmm. under control kind of thing. And I think so often what we see as men is we're, uh, well, let me put it this way. I was an English minor and there's, um, William Butler Yeats was one of my favorite mm-hmm. poets. He wrote a poem called cool park. And in it, he described a character. He said he ruffled in a manly pose for all wow. his timid heart. And I think that's what we see culturally right now. We have these men both inside and outside the church who are ruffling in a manly pose yeah. for all their timid heart. Wow. The deep underlying thing there is timidity. And, and, but yet we're alone. So we feel that. And by, if we're now past the age of 21, most of us felt, well, I missed my window mm-hmm. to have a guy pouring into me. Now I've just got to fake it. i just got to pretend. So we avoid things that may expose us as not being a man or yeah. whatever. And so back to your original question, I think community is the key. And being vulnerable in community, um, we were built by a God who has always existed in community. We've been designed to live in community. Most every man I meet, they're alone and isolated. They may know some people, but they're not really known by yeah. anyone because they haven't taken off the mask and allowed themselves to be vulnerable. Yeah. So community, I think, is the is the vital and important. And you bring that up because part of you know masculine identity is courage. That's right. And to be in a community requires courage to mm-hmm. be vulnerable, That's right. to be authentic, That's right. uh, to be transparent, and, no and doubt. sharing life for what it really is. Absolutely. So, men, if you want to be courageous, you got to be in community. That's there right. you go. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing's going to be sexier to your, your wife, your, well, your wife. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, than being vulnerable like that. Absolutely. So, um, now, for somebody who wants to reach out to you and yeah. learn more from Undone Redone, sure. where's the best place for them to go for that? Yeah, so um, UndoneRedone.com is okay. the best place. All the jumping off spots there. We do have a parenting initiative as well called oh, nice. My Secure Family. We do a lot in the way of helping parents. Um, technology is, is pretty... Uh, pretty scary obviously mm-hmm. with a lot of things coming down the pipe there so we have a my secure family initiative route 1520 melody does a lot in the area of betrayal trauma with life beyond betrayal but undone redone.com where they can find that also i'll mention our story was a part of a movie called the heart of man oh that yes. came out in 2017 it's still available on itunes it was on netflix i don't think it's on netflix oh, anymore man, i waited too long okay. yeah but uh, i think maybe amazon prime but anyway just the heart of man movie i think if, if a guy listening or maybe a woman as well wants to really see the the a true picture of the father's heart but also really how shame impacts us it was a great film um that may be something they want to want to check out nice. um, as well that'll be great and then uh since they haven't kicked us out of the booth yet uh, what's something that uh, no one's ever really asked you on a podcast that you would just really love to share uh, related to what we've been talking about yeah, well, usually, and I, and I appreciate your podcast because on a lot of a lot of times when I'm a guest in the show, I don't really get to go as deep um, around some of mm-hmm. these these issues. Um, but I, I think um, the the one thing I'd want your listeners to know, since we've kind of set the stage for it, is um, you know, just ask them what's their beach ball. Yeah. You know what what is it in their life that that they're they're feeling like I've got to keep this a secret because it's the secrets 
that keep us sick. Yeah. And, um, and that gets back to that community as well. But I think just the giving men permission to do the deeper work, the courageous work, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. of, of really knowing their heart and really going into those, those roots of brokenness and allow, because God wants to bring true healing and not just give them a Band-Aid uh, and Novocaine. Yeah. You know, it's like an infected sore. Until the infection gets out, healing can't begin. And it hurts like crazy oh, yeah, to yeah. get the infection out. You got to get tender. that dead tissue out it, of there. It yeah. hurts. Um, so that'd be one thing because, you know, most, most places they don't, maybe it's a, it's a financial podcast or something like that, but, but yours and, and what you guys are talking about with Beyond the Rut, I think, you know, getting to that deeper, yeah, it just, in, you know, stepping back and saying, what is it? Where, I, where do, where am I just uh, settling for a bandaid and what's maybe I need to rip off the bandaid and do the deeper work of healing. And then further, you know, really reflecting on what is that secret hindering them from being able to really do, you know, uh, is it keeping them from being intimate with their spouse? Correct. Is it keeping them from being courageous at work? Yes. Or because when we have secrets, we can't show up authentically because yeah. I know when I had all these secrets in my life, I was four or five steps ahead of every conversation mm-hmm. because I was like nailing jello to the wall because I was constantly, okay, what's going to be that thing that could keep, keep the, uh, or make the beach ball come up. So I was yeah. constantly having to, so I wasn't really present in the, in the moment. Yeah. I was worried. I was, you know, kind of making sure I was reading the room and all this stuff. And so when we don't have secrets, we can truly be free just to be ourselves. And and that's really been my journey is learning how to be a human being instead of a human doing. I was a doer and my identity was based on doing. And now just to, just to be, just to rest in the truth of the gospel that I am deeply loved as I am, not as I should be. And, ex- and experiencing and receiving everything that Christ has done for me, which then frees me just to be, yeah. just to love, just to experience life and, and, and give um, the grace that I've been given um, as well. So but anyway, I just enjoyed being here on the yeah. show. I look forward to having, having Melody back again. Yeah, it would be great uh, to have Brandon here. Uh, yeah. This whole week, by the way, has been about making Brandon regret not coming. That's right. And this is just that other nail that's right to, to finally seal the coffin yeah we'll have to yeah. take a selfie and maybe have our arm yes. up like miss you brandon <laughs> <laughs> awesome well, thank you so much trey for being on the sure. show and uh, we'll have you back on again okay. for sure with mel to, to get deeper into that story sounds great awesome be sure to check out the show notes at beyond the rut.com slash 190 there we'll share with you contact information for trailer and his website undone redone as well as some other resources to help strengthen marriages. That's what we're going to do there. So go ahead and check out that uh, website for some bonus content. Again, that is beyondtherut.com slash 190. That's the link there. I don't even know if I said it the first time, but go with me on that. Now, the best way you can support our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. That's right. Unless that neighbor has the hots for you and is trying to steal you from your spouse then maybe not. That's probably not a good idea. But other than that, share our show with that neighbor across the street. We're so glad you joined us this week, and we look forward to having a conversation with you next week as we bring you another episode of Beyond the Rut. Until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Show myself, 
I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.